Welcome to the Fish House Nation podcast presented by Catch Cover, your home for ice fishing news, tips, stories, and strategies. And now, your host, Chris Larson. Welcome to the Fish House Nation podcast. Today, our guest is Anna Leschishin, and you may know her better as Anna on Ice. Anna, thanks for joining the show. Absolutely, Chris. Thank you for having me on. Today, we want to talk to you about winter ice cap camping in a portable, going out on the ice and spending some time overnight. Uh, most of our audience, they're very familiar with the wheelhouse stuff and going out and camping in the wheelhouse. And this is kind of a scaled down version of that. Uh, tell us a little bit about your experience with winter ice camping. For sure. Yes. Yeah. So um, I've done, you know, growing up in, in the past, I, I did just a couple um, outings, you know, kind of as a, like a, a teenager. And it's been quite a while since, you know, I, I really have an adulthood. So uh, when my friend and, and business partner, uh, Nicole Stone proposed the idea, I was like, absolutely, let's, uh, let's do that. It's, it just makes for a really great affordable option. Um, you know, if you don't have access to a wheelhouse, or maybe, you know, you don't want to, you know, pay to rent, rent one or anything like that. It really makes for a an awesome secondary option. And in Nicole and I's case, it actually allowed us, you know, a way to have that overnight experience on a lake that maybe doesn't have an access point. Um, you know, if you're more of a hiking in or a remote lake, it allows you to have that kind of overnight experience uh, without actually having a fish house. So um, that's where her and I really wanted to kind of dial that in and um, yeah, get to just have the full you know, just, uh, the rattle reels going off in the night and whatnot. So um, that's what we actually opted to do just a few weeks ago. Yeah, so for people who are just used to kind of fishing in their portable during the day, why would they want to stay overnight in the portable? You talked a little bit about kind of why you would do this over doing the wheelhouse thing, but why uh, do some camping overnight on the ice rather than just call it a day and head it? <laughs> sure. Well, you know, it optimizes kind of, especially in a new body of water that you're not sure if, um, you know, there's a night bite or not, or maybe the opposite, maybe it is a lake that you do know that, you know, um, you're going to get a lot of bites at that two, three, 4 a.m. mark. And uh, that was kind of the situation for Nicole and I. Um, it was, we, we opted to um, target really big crappies. We knew that we were fishing a lake that held some really large fish in it that typically tend to feed over that you know the overnight period so we were like hey we want to maximize the amount of time we we had a good bite window during the day caught some really nice ones and the bite kind of slowed down and then it fired right back up overnight so that it really gives you that you know it's, it's a camping experience but you're getting to do that um while also being on the on the frozen water so it's it's kind of a it's kind of a cool more almost like you're in touch with nature aspect <laughs> as well because you know you're really you're sleeping on the actual ice so um you know that would be that would be my my reason why you would you know want to really optimize that time frame of going all night and being able to you know catch fish you talked about uh camping but on a big frozen slab of water i think a lot of people <laughs> would say that sounds insane what are what's the coldest temperature that you would consider doing this in? <laughs> I don't mean to call. I mean maybe if I call myself a diehard. Um, you know, I I know my I trust my gear. I know that my Otter Shack is, um, you know, gonna stay toasty warm even in you know ultra negative temperatures. I would, 
if I knew that I had all, you know, backup heaters, all the right equipment, uh, you know, I would feel comfortable overnight camping in 20 below, but I, you know, that's my comfort level. Um, and knowing my gear and trusting that, Hey, if I'm, you know, if something fails or something, you know, you know, doesn't, doesn't work that I ha at least have a backup, you know, but some people may, may not be comfortable with that level. You know, I think if you're a first timer, um, you know, maybe stick to more average temperatures, um, just in that case scenario, know, you know, how fast it's going to take you to get off the ice in case something does happen. Um, if there's a vehicle, if there's people nearby, there's a lot of factors that you do want to consider almost in a safety sense as well. You talked about heating your portable. How are you heating the portable when you're out doing a, an ice camping trip? So I'll, I'll use this recent trip that with Nicole as um, kind of the primary example. So uh, we had uh, the big buddy heater from Mr. Heater and uh, we had two 20 pound uh, cylinder propane takes. And, you know, of course the likelihood that you're ever going to go through one of those is pretty rare for a 24 hour period. But, you know, like I said, you want to have a backup. So we had two of those heaters um, with a hose extension that, you know, was outside of the tent through the, um, you know, there's like a, a hole that you can, you know, feed it out through. And then um, another really really important factor that you want to consider um, when camping on the ice is to make sure that you are using a, some something to insulate your floor. So a lot of people opt to use kind of that foam, you know, it looks like puzzle pieces and they come in big squares. A lot of people opt to use that because it's super light, it's affordable, um, and it's really easy to transport onto the ice. You know, you just kind of fold them up and then place them together and cover the floor. And what that does, it keeps a layer between you and the ice so that way that cold air isn't continuously kind of melting and coming up through um you know if you really want to rough it i would at the bare minimum uh, have at least that foam padding between um yourself and a cot that you're going to be sleeping on so that you know a bare minimum that you're at least a little bit more insulated while you're sleeping a huge huge factor that if anyone would ever consider doing this you absolutely 110 percent need one, at least two carbon monoxide detectors, because when you're using propane heat, that is always, a, you know, a safety factor that you need to consider, because if there's a leak of any kind or a thread that's off, um, you want to know if there's a risk of carbon monoxide poisoning. So that's very, very important to have one on either side of your shelter. Um, and then using the vent system uh, that most all portable pop-up shacks come with these days. So um, definitely just make sure those open, well-ventilated, um, and you should, be, you should be really safe to sleep on the ice. Yeah, that's one of the things that I think when you see people talk about this, that's always the number one fear is the carbon monoxide thing. And I think uh, having two detectors with you is, is a really good idea. Then you're, you're kind of doubling your fail-safe protection there. So I, I like that idea. And, uh, For sure. You talked a little bit about your hub shelter being an otter. Um, and of course they do make some great hub shelters, but I think the thing that uh, people really should look at, and I see it all the time online, people are looking for inexpensive um, shelters. But one thing I think if you're considering doing this and really if you're ice fishing in Minnesota, you probably should just have an insulated shelter of some kind. And, and I think it's, we're probably getting to the point where uninsulated shelters maybe are, are not the way to go. Yeah, I totally agree. I think if you are going to do, um, you know, uninsulated shelters work great, you know, if you are just going out during the daytime and, you know, you have optimal heat and, and whatnot, if you're kind of more roughing it and you can stay bundled. But if you're going to sleep on the ice, I would, I would recommend 
highly that you do have a nice insulated shelter. And that, that was what we used. Um, we just had the, yeah, the otter resort style and, um, you know, really nice thick walls to make sure that you're really retaining that heat. You talked a little bit about the cot. Can you tell us about uh, that cot and kind of your sleeping system, your sleeping bags, everything you're using uh, to stay warm while you're sleeping? For sure. Um, yeah, that's super important, of course. So, of course, you want to keep your body up off of the ice. You want to use a cot, you know, just we had two single person cots that we just kind of um, had kind of pointing adjacently at each other with the heater in the middle of us. Um, I know some couples that have like a two man cot, um, you know, and they have like a two person sleeping bag. So, and um, Nicole and I each had just, you know, like the really nice, more winter camping sleeping bags. And I've even seen ones that are really affordable out there that are good for, you know, up to 40 below and they're like $30. So uh, there's some really good inexpensive options out there. And then, you know, we did just bring some added blankets and other, you know, just, you know, just in case it was cold and just kind of creating one more layer between ourselves and that the cool air that's going to be coming up off the ice. Um, We just had like a layer of blanket and then you put your sleeping bag on top of it. And we were, we were toasty and cozy all night long. I think one of the things that people enjoy most about camping is cooking while they're camping and, and doing the camping style food. What kind of things are you guys eating and how are you preparing your food while you're out on the ice? So this last trip, we didn't take advantage of doing a catch and cook. Um, but in the past, um, I have definitely done that. And that's my favorite. Um, and it's, again, another really great affordable option that for you, if, um, you know, if you get on some good fish, uh, you can, you know, just have one of those, um, you know, small, like the little pound cylinder propane tank um, heaters that, it, uh, you know, turns into like a cook camp stove. And all you really need is some oil, a pan, a good fillet knife, and, you know, a batter of your choice. And, and you got a full meal on the, on the ice, you know, otherwise, if, you know, always have backup just in case the fishing isn't very good. Uh, you know, I, I'm a big fan of just, you know, packing the the traditional just sandwich stuff, lots of snacks, beef jerky, trail mix, you know, kind of the easy, the easy go-tos um, for, for just kind of hiking it out on the, on the ice. What are some of the best spots for ice camping? How do you decide on locations to do something like this? Um, are you talking um, specific lakes or where about on a lake? I think both. So how, how do you find the lake that you're planning on fishing? And then once that you kind of get dialed in on that lake, where do you pinpoint this is where we're going to set up for this night bite type of thing? You know, if anybody's getting out and doing this as a first timer, uh, I would really recommend maybe picking a lake that, you know, might be a little bit more populated that way, just in case if you get in a pinch or your something fails, uh, you know, you can, you can get help and get, you know, get to somebody else or um, get to the shore pretty quick. So that would be one you know, big point of, of recommendation for me, you know, whereabouts on the specific lake, totally dependent on what uh, target species that you're, you know, you're targeting. When I've winter camped in the past and I'm, you know, doing more predator fish, I'm definitely going to place my overnight pop up on some structure. Um, I'm a really big fan of drop-offs, um, you know, if I'm targeting walleye, big pike, anything like that, um, I'm going to be, tar- I'm going to be posted up right on a drop off, um, kind of maybe ad- adjacent to some shoreline structure where I know that those fish are going to be coming on and off those ridges throughout the night, just following the bait fish and feeding. And, 
just like this past trip, um, it was post predator season. So, you know, while I was closed, so we actually opted um, for a, a great option. If you're a pan fisher, fisherman or, or gal, um, we actually, it's late. It was late ice. We know that panfish are holding up in the basins right now. Um, there's not a lot of oxygen in the lake. So they're getting pushed out and just kind of roaming the basin, um, kind of just trying to figure out where their forage is. And that is a really, really good option if you're you know, not sure of where about to go on a lake, or if you're like, ah, you know, I can't, I'm not really positive of a good structure set up. I would highly recommend if you know that there's panfish in that lake and I'm setting up over a, or over a basin, because that's where a lot of those panfish are going to kind of just cruise through the night. And that was, that was the case that Nicole and I experienced. We had, um, yeah, we had plenty of crappies just roaming through all night. What are some of your favorite experiences while ice camping? You know, it it doesn't even boil down to the fishing, really. It's more just the, <laughs> it kind of turns into, you, you kind of turn back into a, you know, a kid at a slumber party again. Um, at least that was how it was with, for, for Nicole and I, you know, it was, it was two gal pals just getting to stay up late and, uh, you know, doing our favorite activity of fishing and, you know, waking up in the morning and, and making, you know, coffee with a percolator or, you know, doing a, a catch and cook and getting to sit there and eat fish that we just caught minutes before, you know, it's really, for me, it's about the camaraderie. It's about um, just the experience. It's no different than, you know, so many of us growing up camping, you know, some of those favorite memories that you have of just, you know, it's instead of laughing around a campfire, you're laughing around your ice fishing holes. And um, it, it's, it's just very similar in that sense of bonding. Is there anything about ice camping that I didn't ask you about that you want to bring up? One cool, you know, thing just in the technology sense that Nicole and I kind of discovered, you know, when you're in wheelhouses, you can have rattle reels. There's really cool alarm systems now that if you are overnight camping and you don't have, you know, a rattle reel set up because there's nothing to really mount it to, um, two really cool products that we discovered uh, that really operate as an alarm system for overnight bites. Uh, there is one that's called Vulture Systems, which is like a magnetized, you know, alarm flashing light system that you can attach right onto either like a tip up if you want to set one in your house, or you can actually set it right to a set line. And then um, for more of like a finicky or like a lighter bite, you know, more panfish bite, uh, we found these, this product called a Bobber Buddy. Um, and Nicole, actually, we, we did a tutorial of it on a YouTube video on her channel, um, where it's really, it acts like a, a, a bobber pin system, and it's an alarm. So when the fish takes that bait, it just goes, it, you know, it, it lights up and it sounds. So we, we got to wake up to um, the Bobber Buddy system going off all night. It was great. All right. Well, you say it's great. This is the toughest question I'm going to give you for the day. When that bobber buddy goes off and things are happening, are you a yell at Nicole and roll over person or are you guys both diving for the rod? Well, see, we, we're smart. We figured that out before we go to, before we go to sleep. <laughs> so if you say I'm a, cause we would both dive for it and fight for it, you know, fight for the rod. So we say, if that one goes off, it's mine. If that one goes off, it's yours. So we designate that even before <laughs> we're off to sleep. <laughs> awesome. Anna, thanks so much for coming on the show. Really appreciate you coming on and talking about ice camping. If people are looking for you, they want to find out more information about what you're up to, where can they find you? 
Um, they can find me on my website, which is just AnnaOnIce.com. Um, I'm also on Facebook and Instagram under that same handle. So it's just Anna underscore on underscore ice on either of those. And then I'm also on TikTok as well now. So lots of uh, fun fishing videos and tips and tricks and even just some, you know, silly fishing fun like, uh, you know, like we like to do. So Awesome. Thanks for coming on. Thanks for listening. We'll talk to you next time. Thanks for listening to the Fish House Nation podcast presented by Catch Cover. For more ice fishing content, visit our blog at catchcover.com.